And this is Van Malika Ghost. This episode is Stranger Sex Stranger. Uh, and uh, Peg gets into sensuality and sound. Now, Peg stands for Van Malika Ghost, and we've been playing music since we were 17 years old. Uh, we started as the ghost back in 2008 with uh, the purchase of a Juno GI polysynth. And then later, um, when we get to like 2010, we get our JDXI. Um, we don't see until like around 2016, well, we probably got the JDXI by 2015. Um, then 2016, we started to um, experiment with vocals and vocoders, and the vocoder within the JDXI created Josephine Electric, who is the fictional lead singer of the band created through the Voicoder originally and the Roland JDXI hybrid analog digital synth. And it was using my voice going into it in real time against a um, um, soprano mode setting that I found. And I decided that I liked that voice more than doing like a traditional Voicoder voice. I, I spent a lot of time with pitch altering uh, Voicoding rather than just a, uh, you know, auto-tune type vocoder, uh, vocoding. And so I tried to actually create a character and, and we did with Josephine Electric. So the next step in this evolution was to get outside of the, you know, ready-made sense like the JDXI and the Juno and get into modular synthesis. So modular synthesis allows you to kind of create a synthesizer from scratch. So we got into the Eurorack solution from Arturia, the 6U. We first bought a uh, uh, semi-modular synth was our first uh, dive into that was the Moog um, Mother 32. And then the next dive into it was the Roland System 1M. Two different machines. Analog uh, is the whole purpose of the Moog. Um, but the System 1M is an actual... Um, uh, is um, analog behavioral modeling. So it's a digital synth that behaves like the way modern FGPA uh, synths operate. They can mimic analog behavior. And it is seen in the System 1, System 1M, and the System 8. And Roland seems to have gotten away from that technology, except in their boutiques. They still have it. Um, but they've gone with the Zencore. Uh, the, the, the System 1M can do really amazing uh, um, everything. We use it for a lot of sound design for atmospheric stuff. It can do very interesting soundscape, sound painting type of things. It can do really awesome kicks and percussion. It can do pretty much any kind of synthesis you want. Uh, it's a two-oscillator synth with sub-oscillators and um, 2600-like slider envelope control. So we did a lot of, we do a lot of sound manipulation with that. And then our latest acquisition uh, is the grandmother, which is an awesome synth. We use a real spring reverb to great effect. When you're doing leads, it's very uh, inviting. It creates a really uh, gritty um, space kind of echo sound that is um, very enticing. And it, when you're doing pitch bending with the, with the pitch bend wheel, I find that the spring reverb gives you a, a really good platform uh, and, and makes you sound more like a guitar. And, you know, one of the things I've always talked about is I, I'm a frustrated guitar player that became a keyboard player. 
And I've always tried to get my sense to sound like guitars. If you listen to my catalog, you can hear it with my manipulation of the Juno GI and its guitar capabilities, kind of supernatural guitars that uh, Roland was able to create. Um, and also their PCM sample-based guitar systems uh, within those synths. Uh, they're very good at doing that, and I've taken full advantage of it. A lot of people say, well, why would you use a keyboard? But if you don't have any other guitar player around the, and you, you dive into it, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Uh, and I think, you know, all synthesis try to replicate other instruments, from strings to horns to basses to drums is what we do. So replicating a guitar is not uh, a, a, a cardinal sin. Um one of the songs we have here is Stranger Sex Stranger is an interesting um, uh, song. It was just a kind of a piano exercise, this playing around. Uh, we would like to record everything like the old school 1970s, 80s recording method is like, you know, put the recorder on and we use Zoom Lab, Zoom R24. And we just we put down uh, an interesting uh, rhythmic pattern on the sequencer on the grandmother. Um, and then we actually did another pattern on our um, Arturia Mini Boot, our, our Arturia Beatstep Pro, and then have this piano line going through the song. And it's just, you know, Josephine kind of a cautionary tale of what happens if you get you dive into in, indiscriminate, um, uh, just uh, playing by the numbers, sex with, the, you know, someone you don't know. It's kind of a cautionary tale about that and what, what can happen um, physically and mentally to you. And then the kind of uh, dominatrix, uh, sadomasochist, reddish bondage groove type of song is By My Hands They Did Come is Josephine, you know, showing she's an alpha dominant mistress of the night. And it's pretty much explanatory. It's a, it's a sex-focused song. She is deep into... <laughs> codis and orgasms and she goes there whether you like it or not and then the other two songs we have here are instrumentals which we started as the ghost before we were the ghost we did had a soundcloud where we had nothing but instrumental uh, exercises on our juno and later we integrated the beatstep pro with its sequencing and the beatstep pro is is a great um non-daw way of creating songs and we you know initially used it before it had the ability to do um uh the, the, the to actually have chain patterns uh when we first used it we would just manually trigger the patterns uh and kind of jump around manually and record directly into our zoom r16 we've moved on to a zoom r24 24 track recorder 24 bit audio 48 megahertz uh now well, we did, um, since they had the chain patterns, we've used the chain pattern capability, plus we've used a combination of rhythmic capabilities between the, the System 1M being able to do interesting LFO kicks and uh, kind of analog style kick drums and manipulation of sound to uh, our, grand, our, our Moog DFAM, which we love the DFAM. And one of the cool things we learned on the DFAM is we have like a Eurorack, we have our uh, make noise maths module. The cool thing about the math module, if you look at Loop, uh, Loop Pop, uh, he talked about how you could get a math module to act like a, um, a Moog, the new Moog um, uh, uh, 
scent that's out there now that a lot of people are getting into is um is uh the the um <laughs> and now I can't remember the name of it, but it's um the subharmonicon, which was like a Moog um has this habit of having these um custom scents that they they the debut at the Moog Fest. And we didn't have a Moog Fest this year, not because of Corona, just Moog decided not to do it. But a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, at one of the Moog Fest, they came up with this thing called the Submarmonicon. Now, people remember the the grandmother, I mean, not the grandmother, but the um, DFAM was a kit. And people loved it so much they made it, you know, maybe a year after they debuted it. But the Submarmonicon came out and I really loved it. I thought the idea of it is very advanced, um, type of uh, synthesis. It's 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 not your first synth. It's it's like once you have an established set of rigs, and you already have a polyphonic synth and monophonic or Eurorax, it's a tool. It's a sequencer, but it's a synth. So it's kind of like the zero control. It has a lot of capabilities to fool around with timing, um, and its whole purpose is is timing. And so it's able to do multiple lines of sequence even though it only has two four track sequencers the sequencers can be manipulated and rerouted all over the synth to extend your time kind of like the way a math module can do very very slow lfos and can do very interesting manipulation of time and like i said loop pops talked about how you can get a math module to replicate the kind of behavior of a subharmonicon and since we don't have the subharmonicon and now it's been released and, you know, we're kind of down on funds right now. We're out of work and on the government dime, um, working at home on our music. Uh, we can't really get one until we get back to a regular gig. So we were playing with our math module and seeing, well, what, how can we get the slow LFO capabilities or the multiple LFO capabilities of the math module to, to get our drum beat off the DFAM to behave in a different way? And so the song, Take a Load Off Your Soul and Reckless Indiscretions and the Funk uh, and, and uh, a Stranger, Sex Stranger, All By My Hands, they did come. All these have the ability, the, the new ability that we, we, we dived into that, um, that, that you can use a mass mount to manipulate the DFAM and make it not just do predictable um, timing. You can slow and speed the timing up within the sequencer as it goes to different beats. It can go into uh, a routing uh, and actually go faster or slower, which we play with a lot in these songs. And it's a cool thing that you can extend. Maybe we'll do a tutorial on what we did. Uh, It's a cool way of um, getting your DFAM to behave in, in a different way. Now, it's not as predictable as the kind of robotic industrial beats that DFAMs can do. Um, and a lot of times people that have DFAMs have multiple. They might get a three-tiered rack from Moog and do three DFAMs. Uh, you can do as many as you want because each one can be tuned to do different things. It's a kind of expensive way of building a crazy drum machine because they're $600 each or more. Um, but what's cool and we're kind of diverging into the Hawaii Subharmonicon is just a brilliant machine. If you And like I said, it's not the kind of machine you get, um, synth you get as your first synth. Um, though if you're very experimental, maybe you would, because what I, one of my things that I would do with the, with the DFM, I would get the new Key Step Pro and link it to this um, synth, because it's a six oscillator synth. And if you hook it up through CV to a keyboard 
like the Keystep Pro, you can get all six oscillators to come out. And that's probably the least expensive way to get six oscillators on a mode. Um, okay, you get four on a um, matriarch with a paraphonic, but you get like, you know, a, a big paraphonic sound for, you know, not as much money. If you had those two devices and you could do a lot of cool things. And, you know, since we already have a DFAM, we have a grandmother, we have a mother 32. This will be like the fourth and this is, well, this is the fifth in the series and we don't have the matriarch. But we're happy that they continued the the, the series. We wondered after the DFAM if they were going to continue. They had actually come out with a boycoder last year um, at the last MoGFest, but that one didn't come out. But we were, maybe there's hope. There's still, um, well, there's the Voicoder that didn't come out. And then there's also a thing called a brother from another mother that never came out, the BFAM. So those two are still not released. And I'm not, I don't think there was any other ones besides those. Um, but it's just interesting. You know, anything from Moog is, is, is worth getting because the, the, the nature of these machines, they, they talk to each other. And I saw, um, Mylar Melodies had a really good example of, of, of having a, a three-tiered Vogue system that has a subharmonicon, a DFAM, and a Mother 32. And it's a pretty much a groove machine. It's like Moog's, uh, you know, Buchla machine. And it gives you a lot of capabilities. Uh, it doesn't have the nature of what Make Noise does with their touch plates. So it's not fully like uh, doing what you would call additive or West Coast synthesis. It's still like primarily a, a, a subtractor synth machine, but it's a really awesome groove machine because you take the nature of the Mother 32 gives you a full digital 32-step sequencer. The grandma, you know, the um, DFAM's an eight-step analog sequencer, and then you've got this unique time-shifting um, subharmonicon sequencer, and then six oscillators. If you look at that whole rig, you have six oscillators off the subharmonicon. One oscillator off the um, Mother 32, though so it can kind of feign up to three, and then two oscillators on the DFAM. So you have a pretty amazing machine. It's got six, two, one. That's you know nine oscillator machine, which is pretty impressive. And if you so I was cut off a little bit. What I was talking about is uh, the ability of the to use the subharmonicon kind of as a time shifting groove machine in the combination with the DFAM and the Mother 32, you have an awesome machine. And if you actually combine it again with, with the grandmother, then you have 256 uh, note sequencer and spring reverb and all the goodness there. And then if you put it with a matriarch, you have a really cool system that if you look at the Moog one and you look at all those devices as a producer, you might think, you know, uh, you know, the Moog one is a great uh, polyphonic analog machine might be too much to, to what you, you know, too much power. Uh, I think the other devices are more attainable and could be used to great effect um, with, with the digital reverbs and digital um, uh, delays or even analog delays. Because if you have a matriarch, you'd have a fully analog delay and then you have the, um, the spring reverb on the on the grandmother, you've got some really cool analog effects that you can that don't behave like digital effects, and so you could you can use those to great effect as a as a producer, a musician. And there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with these machines. So you don't necessarily have to spend 
the, the almost eight thousand dollars you'd have to spend um, to do um, to get something like the Moog One. Not that that's like an aspirational instrument, like a Prophet X or or any of the great big big sense that are out there. Um, so you know, I would I would probably lean toward um, getting this as my next purchase. I really want a Key Step Pro. I do have the Beat Step Pro. I think the really sweet spot combination, as I said, is a Key Step Pro in this um, this uh, subharmonicon. It would be a really cool thing to go and and have it be uh, their central control. You know, I would probably, if I was going to do a gig and I wanted to have a light footprint and just do modular synthesis, I could take a Key Step Pro with my grandmother and my Arturia 6U solution that has the Mother 32, my Make Noise Morphogene, Make Noise Math module, and then this subharmonicon, and then I probably have my Amex 1 performance mixer. And, you know, normally I probably have my big uh, Roland, which I like to have, but I'm always going to stick to this kind of modular-based performance. I would maybe leave the Roland out. And um, if I did want to bring a Roland, I might get that <laughs> the Axe Edge. Um, as a, as a kind of stu studio prompt tool. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool, um, to be able to, to set up a, a, a rig like that. And compared to the folks that use like a CDJ or using an Akai, uh, MPC, uh, with like, um, soft sense. One thing I would say that the performance that you get using these modes is that, you know, I can have a general plan of how I'm going to, how I'm going to do things. Um, but my Moog always gives me inspiration. I always say that my synths are the members of, of my band. Um, and you can say I have a, a lot of members of my band with all these synths. And that's the way I look at it because they are almost like living things. Moog um, said multiple times that he felt he was keying into something that was bigger than him when he built these machines. He was keying into some kind of uh, you know musical consciousness and every time i play my modes or play my electronic gear for my artillery or my make noise or my teenage engineering opz or my rollins i feel i'm tapping into something and i i've never really lacked for inspiration uh from a sound aspect and we've always kind of taken the idea of politics and sex and experimentation in our music that is what we do if you're offended, you know, don't listen. We're going to tag this as a as an explicit episode. Okay, we use the word "come," and uh, we we are we're <laughs> a big purveyor of of sexuality and everything um, that goes with sensuality and music. And music has always been about you know, kind of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or pain pleasure or love and hate and you know if you're real as a musician you can't shy away from it and you use it not for gross or grotesque uh emphasis you use it because that's what you felt and sometimes in our songs that's what we feel and that's what we do now on the side of uh support we have been kind of begging for support you know we are out of work we are um you know, a cancer survivor uh that's living off the government Right now, in this situation, we, we lost our Uber position because it's too dangerous because we're in a, one of those groups. I'm an African-American, type 2 diabetic cancer survivor, 
And um, it would be appreciated if you can give us uh, some support on this channel. You can click the PayPal me link to do a one-time support. You could do a dollar, two dollars. Every bit helps. If we had 23,000 listeners, everybody gave us a dollar, we'd be doing pretty good. Um, we also, if you want to do continued support, you can check out the link on Anchor itself. You can do nine, 99 cents a month. You could do that for like two months or five months and it's five dollars. Um, less than a Starbucks coffee. If you like the bands that we interview, we're going to interview Kendra Black, New York artist, uh, Italian um, uh, a native, and um, she has a new single that's going to drop on Friday. We're going to talk to her tonight about that. We've been talking to her as long as we've been doing the peg thing on Anchor. I think we might even talk to her when we were on Spearman. If anybody remembers Spearman, they've got the cool headliner app now. With video production, which we use from time to time. So, like again, we talked to indie artists around the world. Around the world, we we talked to an artist yesterday from London, going to Leeds uh, University Music School, and we liked that conversation. If you are a band and you like our interviews, get in touch with us. But also, you know, if you like what we're doing, tell your fans about it. Um, Encourage them to support other musicians. You can support us on SoundCloud as well. There's a support button. And on our Spotify, there's a support button. Uh, and we appreciate it. We're actually trying to talk to some bookers to do some online concerts. And we've been working on a lot of projects. We do do influence marketing on Intellifluence.com. So if you're into influence marketing, please check them out. They're really cool. And you should check them out. We'll probably put the link on this episode so you know about it. And we'll talk to you later. This is such, um, <laughs> not Sonic the Head. We're Fam Like the Ghost signing off. Uh, keep on doing what you do as a musician, and you will bear fruit if you believe in yourself. Thank you very much.
Dude. 